1: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. You know, I never claimed to be a a genius. I went to Massachusetts public schools. Uh, I don't always know what the hell's going on, but I need some help on this one. Maybe you can help me, Ironhead. Uh, Simple question. Why not ban TikTok? Why not pull the plug on this poison, which is essentially a, a spying Device a surveilling device for the uh, Chinese Communist Party. I watched some of the five-hour hearing with this absolute creep CEO, and I'll say it again: Thank God! Once again, thank God the GOP took the House, and we get to have these hearings. And they are contentious, and they're revealing. Uh, they're 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 good theater. We've seen the Twitter Files guys. We've seen. Uh, other other witnesses just uh, get uh, get get eviscerated up there on Capitol Hill in the last couple of months this was a good one and it was bipartisan he had uh, no friends on the uh, congressional in this congressional committee they all went right at him they they made the point that kids are killing themselves the kids are wasting their lives on tiktok and i sat there and just wondered you know, what's the argument in favor of it? So we ban TikTok, right? What does that mean? We can't watch uh, AOC put her makeup on anymore. We can't watch Dylan Mulvaney pretend to be a six-year-old girl. We can't, uh, you know, learn. We can't see, you know, like big fat crazy drag queens do their dance on TikTok. What? What is the downside? What is the argument against it? Other than, of course. And we'll get to it with the, 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 the claim that banning TikTok is racist. Of course, you want to stop the Chinese government from surveilling millions of Americans. You're racist. That's according to at least one Democrat rep. And that makes you wonder, like, what is his motive? Uh, what, what if you're against it? I can understand if you're AOC and you're a dummy and you don't understand the implications and you like, you know, when you have your, when you do your little videos while you're eating your nachos and you go through the whole thing, you think it's fun and funny and entertaining. I, I can understand that, but there's a downside to it, AOC. There's a downside, Jamal Bowman. Uh, and banning this device uh, t- certainly seems to me to have much to, to, mean, uh, uh, has much more upside than downside. There's much more good than bad. We heard from some parents whose kids have killed themselves. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, Jamal Bowman heard that or cares. He's from New York. Isn't he? Is Jamal Bowman a New Yorker? Can you check that for me? I think he is. He's a, he's sort of a squad member. He's like, he's like, uh, trying to become a squad member. And he, uh, doesn't want to ban the device. And yesterday, we heard from a Long Island family whose 16-year-old son killed himself, stepped in front of a train, because of uh, uh, all he'd learned, all he'd been through on TikTok. We can hear from we can hear from uh, a representative who told the story of this kid to the face of uh, CEO um, TikTok CEO Chow. Uh, let's, let me get his name again. Xiao Chu. Xiao Chu is the CEO of TikTok. He was a terrible witness. If you haven't seen it, he answered nothing directly. He was lying the whole time. He was arrogant. And he uh, no, t- he took it and, and gave it right back. But uh, he wants you to think TikTok's an American company. And they store the data. This is my favorite part of the whole hearing. They store the data here on American soil, he said. Like like they're putting in a file cabinet in Austin, Texas. They store it in the US. So that means the Chinese Communist Party doesn't have access to it. I mean, he, he wouldn't even allow or oh, shouldn't say wouldn't allow. He disagreed with anyone who used the term spying. He said, I I would I don't like that word spying. Well, what word would you like us to use, you weasel? I I know that I know he's he's a smart guy. I know he went to Harvard and London School of Economics and everything else. He was a terrible witness. He 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 felt like he was lying the whole time. He felt like he was covering something up and his effort to uh to stop them from banning TikTok failed miserably. I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen over, you know, Joe Biden's objection because as we know, the Biden family is owned by uh the Chinese Communist Party, but it seems like such a simple step. We know the damage TikTok does. I, you know what? I'm going to go out on the limb and say, after we ban TikTok, we should ban fentanyl. What do you think of that? We should ban fentanyl and we should stop funding the Wuhan lab. <laughs> we should make it clear that China is our enemy and they're hurting, they're killing Americans. Even if it were just symbolism, you think, if you're a congress congressman congresswoman senator whatever you think you'd say enough of this what good does it do is what i want to know 150 million americans most of them young people on tiktok the average user is is on there for hours every day and i kept waiting for someone to say yeah but they're you know they're learning things you know they're they're i don't know i don't know when when do we get to the upside when do we get to the good part I, I don't see it. I know young people get their news from TikTok, which is another frightening thing. But you tell me, if they pull the plug on TikTok today, what's the problem? <laughs> uh, I, I, again, I, uh, you know, I know whatever AOC or Jamal Bowman or maybe uh, you know, maybe Joe Biden will object to it, but no one can explain to me how it would hurt Americans. Trump. Uh, took steps to ban TikTok. Joe Biden reversed it because, again, he uh, it, it, those are his paymasters. He does what he has to do to protect them. Here's, here's the test I go by every time. If the globe, the Boston Globe, is for it, I'm against it. If they're against it, I'm for it. They're against banning TikTok, which means it's a good idea. If the squad is against it, I'm for it. They're against banning TikTok, I am for it. That's how you know it's a good thing. That's how you know it's the right thing to do. But let's listen to a little bit of this weasel, um, Xiao Chu, who I thought had to be 25 years old. Guy stays in good shape. He's 40. He's uh, a, uh, served in, uh, in the Singapore Army. He's Singaporean, uh, if that's even a word. And then he went to uh, the University College of London where he graduated. And then he went to uh, a Harvard Business School back when Harvard still let Asian students in. He got into Harvard and uh, I think he met his wife there. And he's, he's, he's married with kids, even though he looks like he should be a, like a congressional page, looks like he's 23 years old. But he, I guess he went in there with a plan to battle, to fight and he did, but there wasn't a moment where anybody seemed to support him or believe him. That was pretty good. They called him out one Congresswoman when he said they don't, you know, mine for data or whatever. They don't, the Chinese Communist Party has no access. And she said, that is preposterous, which it is. Uh, I mean, we've heard from other, you know, big tech titans, you know, Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and others and, um, he didn't do, he didn't even do as well as they did. He did a terrible job. So I think the move to the movement to band TikTok took another big step because everybody, everybody on that committee, everybody watching felt like he was lying his ass off. Uh If you haven't seen it, heard it, I guess you could be the judge. We'll play a little bit of Xiao Chu or Congress yesterday.
2: What do we got Ironhead? Uh, this is uh, them asking if the, app is connected to Wi-Fi, do you have access to the rest of the devices in that person's house? And he just (laughs) doesn't answer it straight.
1: Let me guess. He says, no, no, we're just here for fun and learning. Before we get to this, here's another simple way to look at it. The TikTok we have in the United States, which 12-year-old kids are watching for three hours a day, is not the same as the TikTok in China. In China, they have TikTok, kids get on it, And they learn things, you know, they learn lessons in history and math. And uh, it's limited, I believe, to less than an hour a day. So the poison they're sending into the uh, United States and the rest of the West, not the same as what the kids in their country are watching. What else do you need to know? They know it's dangerous. They know it's poison. That's why they're doing it. It's no different in that regard than fentanyl. You know, it's just another device to infiltrate this country and poison the minds of our youth and its working and they have you know friends they have a the a fifth column here in the United States beginning with our president who are uh, who who are going to resist attempts to stop or to 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 ban it man they must be sitting in beijing just laughing their asses off that they got joe biden elected and he has done nothing oh oh i'm sorry he, he shot down the balloon once it was complete, once it completed its mission of surveilling our entire country, including our nuclear missile silos. Once it did that, we shot it right down. But, uh, again, this is while, while Xi Jinping was in Moscow. Oh, I think he's, he's done in Moscow shaking hands with Putin saying, dear friend, he said, we are going to change the world for the next hundred years. That's what Ping, Xi Jinping said to, uh, Putin before he, uh, headed home to, uh, to China. But, uh, Let's watch a little bit of, uh, listen to a little bit of Shao Chu just dig himself into a hole in front of Congress yesterday. Go ahead. Chu, does TikTok access the home Wi Fi network?
0: Only if the user turns on the Wi Fi. I'm sorry, I may not understand the.
3: So if I have a TikTok app on my phone <laughs> and my phone is on my home Wi Fi network, does TikTok access that network?
0: It will have to to get access to the network to get connections to the internet. If, if that's the question, is it possible then that it could access other devices on that home Wi-Fi network? C- Congressman, we do not do anything that is beyond any industry norms. Um, I believe the answer to your question is no. It could be technical. Let
1: me get back to you. Okay, I appreciate. Uh,
2: How does he not know? <laughs> uh, he knows. God.
1: Uh. Yeah, a lot of that. Well, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you, which means I'm lying and. uh, he just kept, he just kept, uh, you know, obfuscating and avoiding and lying and 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 changing the subject. Uh, I guess, I guess he's uh, the best they got, and and I'm I'm sure he's brilliant. By the way, right behind him, see the guy over his right shoulder. This guy was watching him. He's, he, I think he's American. I saw him on some show. He did an interview. He's unshaven. He's got bloodshot eyes and he keeps on going like this and looking around. He's very shady character. I call him a, uh, a lethal weapon, um, villain. He feels like a villain and lethal weapon or diehard, you know, an American working with the Chinese making a lot of money. I think he's part of this, you know, security or his PR team or whatever. But if you watch this, this guy just nervously jittery, all oh, looking around the whole time, five hours. Uh, but, uh, Listly, do you have any more from, uh, from uh, Xu Qi lying to Congress and fighting with Congress a number of times it got contentious, but uh,
2: what else we got? Uh, this is the one that you sent me um, from last night. And he said, uh, you know, denying everything. <laughs> All right, let's, let's listen to Xu Qi deny everything.
0: Chi Dance is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. It's a private company. 60% of the company is owned by global institutional investors. 20% is owned by the founder, and 20% owned by employees around the world. By says five board members, three of them are American.
1: Ooh. So what? <laughs> <laughs> we know that's just a, a show. They're just front people. But uh, I don't know if you can find it, but when he says they store the data on American soil, that's when you knew the guy was just full of it, St- What does it matter? I mean, I'm no tech whiz. I'm sure he's much smarter than I, but does it really matter where the server is? (laughs) If it's in, if it's in Texas, by the way, they call it, uh, I forget the, they call it project Texas to make it sound American, but it's not. It's stored in Texas, but we're supposed to think that means that Beijing doesn't have access to it. (laughs) I mean, Oh, okay. It's in Texas. Again, like it's a big room with filing cabinets. Oh, we get the data on those kids and whatever. Let's put it in the filing cabinet, and we're supposed to think they don't have access to it. I think it's uh, it's it's insane that anybody would be against this. And for the most part, this committee. Oh, that's what. Sorry, is this is this, uh, this is the um, yeah? This is the American soil? All right, let's let me. <laughs> I mean, he he he's smart. I know he's smart, and he thinks we're stupid. Obviously, go ahead.
0: Now that's what we've been doing for the last two years, building what amounts to a firewall that seals off protected U.S. user data from unauthorized foreign access. The bottom line is this, American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. We call this initiative Project Texas. That's where Oracle is headquartered. Project Texas. Today, U.S. TikTok data is stored by default in Oracle service. Only vetted personnel operating in a new company called TikTok U.S. Data Security can control access to this data. Now, additionally, we have plans for this company to report to an independent American board with strong security credentials. Now, there's still some work to do. We have legacy U.S. data sitting in our servers in Virginia and in Singapore. We're deleting those, and we expect that to be complete this year.
2: Project Texas. I don't. Think, I don't. I, think,
1: I don't think I've ever hated a witness. Well, I probably can't <laughs> say more than this guy. I mean, he just he just rubs you the wrong way. He is lying his ass off, and he's doing it with arrogance and, and with an attitude. Uh, I, I, a good thing is it blew up in his face. There was no one who was buying it, and I don't know what he was doing when the uh, one of the reps talked about the kid from <clears> Long Island who killed himself. Uh, I know we have that. We have that to soft music, correct? Uh, it's soft
2: ear piercing music. It's like in the soft, middle.
1: And it is in someone posted this video. It's, it's good. It's dramaticized uh, dramatic, dramatized. uh, but the kid chase from, um, uh, from Long Island, uh, who stepped in front of a train and his parents were in the audience in the gallery, weeping uncontrollably. It was pretty powerful. And, uh, uh Mr. Chu didn't give a damn, of course, but, uh. Let's listen to uh, this, uh, this story about the dangers of TikTok. You know, kids are dying, but, uh, but uh, we don't want to ban it because uh, it's racist or something. We'll get to Jamal Bo- We'll get to Rep Bowman, this clown. But uh, let's listen to the story of this kid, uh, this Long Island kid. Go ahead.
3: Your technology is literally leading to death. I want to share the story of Chase Naska, a 16 year old boy from New York who tragically ended his life a year ago by stepping in front of a train. Chase's For You page was not a window to discovery or STEM education content that children in China see. His For You page was sadly a window to discover suicide. I want to thank his parents for being here today. Mr. Choose, your company destroyed their lives. It is unacceptable, sir, that even after knowing all these dangers, you still claim TikTok is something grand to behold. Do you have full responsibility over the algorithms used by TikTok to prioritize content to its users? Yes or no, please.
0: Congressman, we we do take these issues very seriously. Yes or no.
3: And we do provide
0: resources for anyone who types in anything that.
3: Sir, is yes or river. no. I see you're not willing to answer the question.
1: He wasn't. I don't think he said yes or no to anything. No. <laughs> and I, I hate when they say, would start the answer with Senator or, or Congressman. Just answer. He said a yes or no question. Can't you say it? I, you're you're going to lie anyway. Just say yes or no. Just say, oh, no, we don't do that. Uh, He was just so arrogant. I don't think it helped. And I do think uh, uh, if TikTok's not banned now, it'll certainly be banned when uh, the China puppet Joe Biden uh, leaves the White House hopefully in less than two years. By the way, before we move on, uh, where's Joe Biden today? He's in Canada. What's he doing? Blackface. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out with... uh, uh, Justin Blackface Trudeau, um, <laughs> his buddy, his soul brother; those two are uh, uh, together trying to destroy the Western world. But the, you got to know why he's there to speak out about climate change, of course. And I don't know if you have this video, but it's hilarious. I mean, if I don't know what more people need to see before they understand this is all theater. No one actually believes there's a climate crisis. Trudeau doesn't believe it. Biden doesn't believe it. He doesn't even understand it. But uh, you want to guess how big his uh, motorcade was in Canada? And uh, I assume some of these vehicles drive up to Canada. Some of them fly up. Obviously, he takes Air Force One, takes Dr. Jill with him Uh, on his way to make a speech about climate change. Joe Biden was in the beast, you know, the presidential limo, along with uh, 75 other vehicles, a motorcade of 75 vehicles, mostly gas-guzzling SUVs, to go to uh, the location where he's going to speak about climate change. Uh, Here it is. One, two, two, three, four, five. This video is two uh, minutes long. Two minutes long, 75 speeding SUVs to head to uh, wherever the hell he's going to... uh, to rail against SUVs and tell you you should give up your gas stove and your uh, Honda Pilot because climate change is such an existential threat. God, I I hope I live to, to the day that we can just stop this nonsense and people all understand that this isn't a real thing, that there is no climate crisis, that it's all just a way to, to consolidate more power, more money, to change the way we live, to, to, as Barack Obama said, fundamentally transform the country. That's all it's about. It's got nothing to do with the weather. Anybody who believes it is either uh, lying to you or they're just a gullible dupe. That's it. There's only two kinds of climate change people, the liars and the people who believe the lies. Everyone else understands. Look at this. Just going on and on. One, I haven't seen a car yet or a a Prius or a Tesla yet. Just one SUV or truck uh, after another. Six tanks and a jet. (laughs) Tanks, jets, (laughs) all there to uh, tell us about the dangers of climate. Uh, I could uh, just every day, every day we got to listen to this garbage. Oh, before we move on, we got to get to Jamal Bowman because – I asked the question to start the show. What's the downside? What's the problem? Why would people object to pulling the plug on TikTok when we know it's doing so much damage? Hell, even if it's not driving a kid to suicide, if you have a kid, you know, they're they're just seduced by it. They're mesmerized by it. They sit and look at it. They watch videos. They laugh. They listen. There's funny things, there's stupid things. It's not constructive. There's nothing real. Uh, They're not learning things, you know, other than, you know, how to dress like a, whatever, a drag queen or something. They're not learning things. There's no good that comes of it. None. No one can explain to me the good for, for children in this country, for 150 million Americans to spend hours and hours a day on this, watching this. What's the good? Hell, pull the plug on everything. Tell kids to go outside. Tell them to read a book. Tell them to watch watch TV, that's better than watching TikTok. But listen to this clown, this, this wannabe squad member, explain why he's against banning TikTok, go ahead.
2: You can ban TikTok, but there are still data brokers who sell our data to other countries and businesses in other countries. They sell to the highest bidder. So let's not have a dishonest conversation Let's not be
1: racist towards China and express our xenophobia when it comes to TikTok because American companies have done tremendous harm to American people. Facebook looked the other way
0: and allowed Russia to interfere with our 2016 election. There we go. This
2: is a fact. (laughs) This is well documented. It's not a fact. Oh, my God. Facebook interfered in the election. They got Trump elected.
1: Imagine thinking that big tech interfered in in uh, effort to help Trump have (laughs) this dummy. Is he even paying attention the last year? As he followed the Twitter files? It's just the opposite. All the big tech companies rigged, got together and rigged the 2020 election. They got Joe Biden elected, including TikTok uh, for obvious reasons, uh, but it's race. Ah, when are we gonna be done with this? I don't know what I'm more sick of. The, uh, the claim that you know climate change is gonna kill us all or the claim that everything, banning TikTok, hell, <laughs> telling the truth about COVID is racist. Banning TikTok is racist. Is stopping fentanyl from coming in this country and killing Americans, is that racist too, you idiot? God, can he change the, flip the page on your songbook. We're tired of that tune, you clown. It's a racist. Jesus. Anybody watched that guy yesterday, that CEO, that slime ball and thought, gee, we shouldn't, uh, We, you know, we we shouldn't do anything to hurt their efforts here in the United States because it is racist. God, what a clown. All right. We got lots to get to. Here's what we're going to do today. We got lots of comments. We've had a lot of comments recently and mostly I'm busy here and not getting to, them. I'm going to get to them questions and comments, uh, on the, uh, on the comment line. Uh, what are we going to do here? You're going to pick out the best ones, right? Ironhead. Sure. Get a question. I'm sure there'll be lots of questions about, uh, Chris Curtis, my old producer, and and other things we talked about, anything we did this week, anything we talked about this week, if you got a question or a comment, send it in. We're going to pick out the best ones. We're going to get to them before we're done here today. Uh, We will uh, give you the latest on the the Chris Curtis, the national scandal, the NIP scandal. Uh, (laughs) We finally found out, we finally found a reference to that term, that slur that got uh, Curtis suspended, got uh, Mina Kimes to respond, got Jason Whitlock to say something really stupid. But anyway, uh, there's lots of fallout from it. But uh, we asked yesterday, who's ever heard the term? Most people under 60 have never heard it. But we did find references, actual references to it. We have Alan Dershowitz answering the question, did Epstein kill himself? I'll give Dershowitz credit. He goes on with anybody and, and, you know, answers all the questions. You know, he answers questions about his relationship with Epstein. And yesterday he was asked, did Epstein kill himself? I'll just say his answer was complicated. He talked about it. He answered it. And I was kind of surprised at what he had to say. We have more NHL players refusing to wear the ribbon, more heroes. And we got to get to Kamala's letter that she sent to a pretend woman on Women's History Day or whatever it was, Women's History Month. She sent a letter to a man who pretends to be a six-year-old child. Ironhead's going to read that for us. And uh, we have the greatest, it's not a crank call. It's it's one of the great pranks you will ever see. A uh, state rep, I believe in Florida, was pranked. Uh, by some some great prankster, and it's hilarious. Those things are always hilarious. And we'll 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 uh, reminisce about the single greatest prank ever pulled on a person in the mainstream media. We'll get to all that and more on today's show, Friday show. It's a big show. We're uh, uh, we're on um rumble over the weekend in case you know they take our friday show they put it on the rumble page the newsmax rumble page it's getting great numbers if you want to watch if you're not watching along with us on locals you can see us over the weekend on rumble but uh we love this time of year how can you not the madness is upon us college basketball is king in march time for a buzzer beat us. cinderella stories and rivalries with great histories make your match a money maker with my bookie get start, getting started is easy visit my bookie at my bookie on <laughs> this one is just so this <sighs> my bookie online at my bookie dot website slash Jerry and use promo code Jerry to receive a deposit bonus of up to a thousand dollars. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000. My bookie madness bracket contest for a chance at big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an edge, you could do that too. The price of an entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win, like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at jerry, and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to receive a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That's mybookie.website. Slash Jerry, use promo code Jerry for a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Mm-hmm. All right, we got lots to get to here. You want to do, uh, let's do Dershowitz before we get to that uh, prank, that prank, uh, which is just going to, I'll be ruined for the day because these, I find these things so friggin' hilarious. But uh, uh, you know what, quick, quick update on uh, the, the, the uh, Trump indictment. It's not happening. You know, I'm starting to think uh, Trump set the whole thing up and I understand why he got a big bounce in the polls. He got a lot of attention and gave him a chance to go at the DeSantis, which is what he's obsessed with. He raised money, He raised not that much money, but he turned it into a fundraiser. He turned himself into a martyr. He turned all the attention on uh, Fat Alvin, there, uh, Fat Alvin Bragg. Uh, he might never get arrested. As we explained yesterday, that letter uh, from 2018 where Cohen admits that he made the payment without consulting Trump, made the payment with his own money, that blew the case up. There is no case. I assume that at some point they'll drop it and uh, Trump will declare victory. When you think about it, Trump saying he was going to get arrested really had no downside because he was all for getting marched out in front of the cameras. He was all for giving a mugshot. Because he was going to fundraise on it and he was going to say, they're coming to get you. I'm standing in the way here. Donate to uh, Trump 2024. It was, I don't want to say brilliant, but it was cunning. It was, it was smart on the part of Trump. All the attention was on him. And we have uh, this letter, too. We have an actual letter, I think. Maybe it's fake, maybe it's not. But uh, Stormy Daniels, obviously, because she once upon upon a time signed a a non-disclosure, said she didn't have an affair with Trump. So even the claim that he had an affair, which nobody really cares about, that's going up in smoke too. So Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen are two of the worst witnesses in, in legal American jurisprudence history. How do you go forward when your two star witnesses have already been discredited completely? Obviously it's just political. Obviously Bowman, a Bowman, uh, a brag is just doing it for, to, you know, for show to impress his crazy Trump hating friends, but they got no case. Everybody knows it. And uh, Trump win. It's a win win. If they indict him, he wins. If they don't, he wins. I don't know why everyone didn't see that coming. Trump said they were going to arrest him. I don't know what his source was. I'm going to guess he made it all up. The way it looks like now, he made it all up. It was a stunt, and it worked brilliantly. It emboldened his people. The Trump, the Trumpkins, are just fired up now. They're going at DeSantis. They're going at Brag. They're they're ready to you know uh, storm <laughs> figuratively storm the Capitol for their guy. I don't think anyone's ready to go to jail for him, but they're ready to fight for him. It worked out beautifully for Trump, but we'll see. Maybe he indicts him next week, week after, who knows, but he's never going to convict him. That is the latest. You get the stormy letter. Um, Again, Alan Dershowitz, I'll give him this. I think he's not telling the whole truth about his relationship with Epstein because nobody tells their whole whole truth about their relationship with Epstein. His story he told a couple of weeks ago about his massage that he got in Epstein's house. If you get a massage in Epstein's house where there are pictures of naked teenage girls on the wall, and naked teenage girls running around. You're a, uh, that's a tough one to explain. He said it was an older woman, a, a trained massage therapist. His wife was there. You, you don't go to Epstein's house to get a massage. You know, he's a creep. Hell, he knew he was a, a convicted criminal. I don't know what the, you know, he, he was friends with him and then he represented him. So obviously he knew at one point what kind of guy Epstein was, but here he is doing an interview with some show. I don't even know what show, probably talking about the Trump case and this reporter or this host to her credit.
2: Kim Iverson.
1: Before we let you go, Alan, uh, professor, before we let you go, do you think Epstein killed himself? I saw this and I just said, why has no one else been asking him this? He's been everywhere. He's on TV, you know, constantly. Oh, he's on every network. He just sits at home with his camera and waits for them to call. He can't say no. He's on Newsmax and Fox News and who knows where else. Um, But here he is on some obscure show, and she asks the big question, and his answer was interesting. Let's listen.
0: Uh, One last question. Do you think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself?
2: No, uh, of course not. Uh, Well, he didn't kill himself without the help of uh, some people. He did kill himself, but... He killed himself with the help of uh, guards. He didn't do it by himself. He couldn't have done that. Obviously, though, the, the um, videos were turned off and, um, um, and the uh, um, uh, guards uh, turned their back and his cellmate left. So I think he killed himself, but he killed himself with the assistance of uh, some people in, in law enforcement.
0: What? Okay. All right, Mr. Dershowitz. <laughs>
1: Uh Mr. She doesn't call him Professor. That's disrespectful. All right. We've gone over this. We went over this last week in detail. Uh I'm I'm on board with uh Ironhead, of course. He's a cult, he's a a conspiracy theorist. He you know watches Alex Jones late at night and you know he's he thinks to, you know uh Bush t- Bush took down the towers and <laughs> you know marathon bombing was a false flag. A CIA blew up the marathon. Anyway,
2: yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever heard that theory. Is that popular theory? You know, in the, in the conspiracy theory circles that he killed himself, but they helped. What? That's,
2: that's what I call murder.
1: <laughs> good. Good point by you. So if they shut off the cameras, they took his cellmate out of the cell and moved him. Um, what? And they left him there. They didn't check. They didn't make their rounds. They fell asleep. The guards. Did they think if they didn't make the rounds, if they took the cellmate out and shut off the cameras, that he would automatically kill himself? He wasn't on suicide watch, I don't believe. Uh, his brother said there was no, no sign that he was suicidal. He didn't leave a note. So we're supposed to believe they just set it up and made it easy for him to kill himself. He used a sheet. There's one, th- and even though he had the, the wire from his uh, CPAC, what do they call that? The sleep apnea machine. couldn't use that, but he used a sheet and hung himself. And we're supposed to believe he killed himself, but they made it possible. That sounds like a stretch. And I think Dershowitz sounded like he, he, he posited that theory before, but is that a way to kind of, avoid uh, him sounding like Alex Jones and him sounding like he's got information to prove he could, you know, he could get murdered. I mean, I I guess, you know, the guards have already been disciplined and, and, you know,
2: everything else has been buried. But have you heard that theory before? No, I I didn't. I don't think that's a real thing. (laughs) It's it's got so many flaws. Dershowitz
1: usually thinks these things through, but that just sinks. I mean, his first response was, Of course, he didn't kill himself. And then he went, Whoa, well, he killed himself, but they helped. They helped. I'm sorry, shutting the cameras off is not really helping you kill yourself because he would, he, I mean, shutting the cameras off or, you know, moving the cellmate out might make it easier for him to kill himself. But if you're Jeffrey Epstein, what do you care if the camera's on? You
2: know, well, as soon as if he as care. soon as he said, no, Hillary Clinton's face popped up in his window and he goes, oh, I mean, yeah. he killed himself.
1: It's so weird. It's like, are we ever going to know? Are we ever going to get the list? Are we ever going to find out who is covering up for these people? Uh, you know, Dershowitz, again, to his credit, seems like the only guy who ever gets asked about it. Does anyone ever asked? Uh, oh, I don't know. Jimmy Kimmel about it. You know, Bill Clinton, does he get asked about it? Bill Clinton was on Pedophile Island like 30 times. Uh, and Bill Gates was on
2: that island many, many times. Bill Gates was on the Lolita Express like 30 times. Jimmy Kimmel's two questions about Epstein away from going, who? Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Jimmy Kimmel didn't think that one through when he called Aaron Rodgers a conspiracy
1: theorist because Rodgers asked, are we ever going to see the list? And Jimmy Kimmel said he was a tinfoil hat-wearing tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. Why? Why are you a conspiracy theorist if you want to know who committed these violent felonies against children, who committed sexual assaults against children? You ask that question, and suddenly you're some nutty conspiracy theorist talking about space aliens, Jimmy? Why? Why? How did you make that leap from someone wanting to see the list to, oh, this guy might have brain damage? I don't know. It seems suspicious, and I hope, hopefully, we will someday get our answers. But uh, all right, before we get to the uh, questions and comments, let's get to uh, quickly. I'll do the Stahl Brothers, and then we'll get to uh, Kamala's letter, which is just priceless. But if you haven't seen this yet, uh, the 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 NHL's plan, the bizarre, ill, poorly mm, thought-out plan to uh, force its players to celebrate someone's sexuality, to celebrate trans people as part of their job. Like if they warm up, they got to wear the rainbow. They got to wear the rainbow tape. They got to think this is all just wonderful. Let's celebrate trans people before a hockey game. And they get some pushback. And most people, most players, in fact, as far as I can tell, all the players have used it on, uh, objected on religious grounds. I don't even know why they have to do that. They shouldn't. They should say, I don't feel like doing it. This is, you know, I'm an American. I I get, or I'm a Russian or a Canadian. I get to make my choice here. You don't, I don't have to explain to you why I don't want to do this. Why don't you explain to me why I have to do it? Why I have to celebrate and participate in this bizarre witch ritual, which is celebrating a group of people's sexuality or sexual orientation it's we don't celebrate everything about everyone just because you know they demand it again well, when's the uh
2: when's christian night when are they going to force players to warm up with crucifixes all they have to do though is be like if there was like a a, a straight guys are sick promotion night i still wouldn't do it right it's just right. i don't want to do any I, of it
1: if they did you'd say this is so weird i mean why are we obviously some days we celebrate you know, cancer awareness or, or whatever, uh, you, you know, you, you name it, uh, diabetes and you, you, you know, talk about, you celebrate, you honor heroes and you know, whatever cops, servicemen, and people all on board with that. So you're celebrating the fact that a group of people are sexually attracted to people of their same sex or people who dress up and pretend to be the opposite sex. That would be the T. The queer is the Q. So you're celebrating queer and you're celebrating intersex, which is a birth defect, and you're celebrating plus, which nobody even knows what that is. It's just a totally incoherent, unnecessary celebration foisted upon the NHL by the woke stewards, the woke mob, the trans mob who always get their way, and they can't take a little pushback. The latest from uh, Carolina Panthers stars Eric and Mark Stahl, they did not participate in warm-ups ahead of Pride Night game against the Maple Leafs on Thursday, claiming it went against their Christian beliefs, they put out a statement. The rest of the team did wear the rainbow, wear the ribbons. Their statement is, after many thoughts, present discussions, we've chosen not to wear Pride jerseys. Eric and Mark Stahl said in the statement, we carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives And believe that all people should be welcome in all aspects of the game of hockey. Having said that, we feel that by us wearing a pride jersey goes against our Christian beliefs. Uh, They concluded by saying they will have no further comment. You know what? I want someone to do this and have no comment. Saying, I don't have to explain to you why I don't want to participate in this celebration. I don't want to. You can't make me. It's too bad. All the teams should cancel it. It's putting their players in an uncomfortable position. They should be looking out for their players, not bending the knee to this mob.
2: Or if they still want to do it, go ahead. But just if someone doesn't want to just ignore it, who cares? But
1: but Then you know what happens. The media is obviously they're invested in this. We've gone through it. Every time this happens, we have all kinds of people at ESPN and everywhere else, the hockey news coming down and calling these guys bigots and homophobes and 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 targeting them, and making putting them on the spot, making them uncomfortable. The league, the team should not be doing that to these guys. It's wrong. It's wrong. Uh, and good for the these guys for standing up and saying, "I'm not going to wear the tape. I'm not going to put the tape on my stick." And then they have some. Oh yeah, they get you know, they bathe the ice in red, white, and blue. They put it on the jumbotron. They have some gay activist drop the puck. It's just, it's just. <laughs>
2: You know, it, they dropped the, the puck from between their butt cheeks. I don't
1: know what. <laughs> I, I'm looking at it right now. I don't know who the guy is, but uh, the NHL should be ashamed of themselves putting their players in this position. All right, let me do share. We'll do Kamala quickly and we'll get to our comments and questions. We'll see if we can actually do this, Ironhead. But first, uh, well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling and replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to Shayconcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, it's your turn. I don't want you to do this. We're going to do uh-huh. this story. We've been teasing it and talking about it and forgetting about it. this is so silly. It's so bizarre. I mean, obviously Kamala Harris is just incompetent, just an embarrassment. Anything she does or says is an embarrassment. Oh, by the way, there's a story. I don't even know who had it uh, this week that Biden is, uh, I don't say not happy. He says Kamala Harris is not rising to the occasion. This <laughs> is from uh, Reuters. Two former White House officials says President Biden is frustrated with Kamala Harris's performance, even if he remains committed to keeping her as his running mate. Uh, the 80-year-old Biden who's gone out of his way to praise Harris recently reportedly has griped about his number two's reluctance to take on risky assignment. One former White House official told Reuters, quote, a point of tension in the relationship is that I don't think that the president Caesar is somebody who takes anything off his plate as, and as a quote, fear of messing up. Well, it's a well-founded fear. It is such a disaster. Honest to God, Joe Biden has to run again because he's such a, he's such a narcissist and ego. He, he thinks he can do it, even though we see every day evidence that he can't. And his wife is pushing him and his family is just this loathsome family. They all want him to, st- to run again. And if he runs again, he has to keep her on the ticket. He has to, for the same reason he chose her because she's a woman, a woman of color, and she's almost as arrogant as he is. She is never going to step aside with grace and say, you know, maybe someone else will be better at
2: this. But But nobody uh, likes her. Republicans and Democrats all hate her.
1: Nobody likes her and nobody, and, and there's nobody, A, there's nobody who could replace her and B, nobody thinks he could get away with dumping her, which is beautiful. It's I mean, this is justice, he, he, poetic justice. He picked her because she's a black woman, and he has to keep her, even though she's incompetent, because she's a black woman. Anyway,
2: yep.
1: she sends a letter. This is so bizarre. as part of the woman. what the hell is it called again? Women's History Month or Celebration of Women's Month or whatever the hell.
2: They mm.
1: had a bunch of women uh, at the uh, White House the other day although I didn't see any trans women. I'm really not happy about this. They had celebrated women and they had no trans women. So maybe this was like a makeup call. They didn't invite one of the most famous, one of the most celebrated women in America, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Miss Dylan Mulvaney. Miss Miss, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who is an absolute creep and a freak who pretends to be a six-year-old girl. We played that video the other day. I mean, he's he's just he's just the worst. I mean, he's just the worst. But he has been a woman for one year, three hundred and sixty-five days. He chronicled his journey uh, as we know on TikTok, where he has more than 10 million followers. Another reason to to dump, to cancel TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how heartbreaking this can be for Dylan with his 10 million followers. Probably most of them are children, confused children who get to watch this lunatic, do his little performances and song and dance routine every day. Well, for some reason, the president of the United States has already sat down with him. Now the vice president sends a letter congratulating this man for pretending to be a woman for a year. You know, there's whatever there is in this country, 150 million women and girls, and this is who they choose to celebrate. I, Give us, give us a little, give us a
2: little bit of this uh, ridiculous letter, Ironhead. Right, go ahead. Dear Dylan, I send you my warmest greetings as you celebrate your three hundred and sixty-fifth day of living authentically. And then in parentheses it says, "Ha ha ha ha." Thank you for, thank you for courageously sharing your story and your journey. I appreciate your continued advocacy for transgender equality, including during your visit to the White House last year. That's true too. It was like three minutes into being a woman, and he was at the White House last year. That's
1: true. He was two. Uh, no, it was like two hundred days, and he said, "Oh, God, love you. God love you." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> is, is there anything phonier than Joe Biden pretending to be a big advocate for trans people? <laughs> I mean, he, this guy was a bigot and a racist. He uh, sure was. A you know, guy who didn't want his kids to go to school with black kids because it'd be a racial jungle. The guy that considered Robert Byrd as mentor. Uh, Now he's all for, you know, lopping private parts off of kids and transitioning in, you know, anybody. And, uh, oh, God, you're not going to be able to handle this. A lot of LBGTQI plus. I'm going to nail it. Another one. Another example. Wouldn't you love to hear someone say to Kamala, could you name the words? You know, what does LBGTQI plus AI plus do you know what all those letters stand for? She would have no clue.
2: No idea. That was my favorite part of uh, one of Chappelle's last couple. I forget which one uh, uh, specials, and he calls them the alphabet people. <laughs> yeah, the alphabet mafia. They are, <laughs> and they are they are vicious, but uh, all right,
1: let's get to. We don't have to do the whole thing. You've done enough. You've done enough. Let's get to our comments and questions, which we've been promising to do for a long time. Do you have any good
2: ones, Ironhead? Uh Yeah, we can go through them here. Let's see. Uh, All right,
1: uh, let me see. Uh, Question for Jerry? Could I? This is from uh, Novanglian. Novanglian says, "Question for Jerry? Could I have a beer with you? And we can we finally burn that Fauci doll?
2: (laughs) You think we should burn the little elf?" I think, I think how people don't understand the joke is he's always trying to get on on camera. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> this
1: is to keep the little elf happy. We put him on camera for an hour a day. You know, that's what he lives for. And then once he's done with us, he goes on with Jake Tapper and Anderson Cooper and uh, Joy Reed and anyone else will have him this weekend. He'll be on with Jonathan Carl. He'll be on with Chuck Todd and all his friends. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he's doing his best to promote the, whatever that documentary is where they followed him around for two years. Um, Jerry, Mrs. Bages wants to know, will you have a meet and greet for your loyal listeners? I don't know. What do you think? Ironhead? want to have a meet and greet sometime. Sure. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite nip? I would say the only nip I could think of was uh, was Fireball. Isn't that the
2: by far the best known, best, most popular nip? That one and McGillicuddy's—they're both not hard to shoot, so that's why you see them everywhere. I, I hadn't had one. I had never
1: had one. I, I never really understood the nip. I guess easy to smuggle. Yeah. But if you could if unless you're unless you're broke,
2: can't you buy like a pint? Yeah. Th- those are for those are for like uh, if you go into the Bruins game or something, you take in the commuter rail and you put uh-huh. a couple in your pocket. That's what I I have a
1: friend who does that. He's a good friend of mine. He goes everywhere. He's got a couple of, uh, uh, fireballs in his, uh, pocket, which isn't actually whiskey. They were, I think someone sued them to say it's not technically whiskey. I don't care, but, uh, high life healthcare says, do you know where your old partner John Dennis is? I believe he's in Florida laying low, which is amazing. I say it all the time. Dino was very active on Twitter. He got banned a couple of times and, uh, but uh, he's gone off the grid. I'm sure he's playing a lot of golf and uh, enjoying his uh, enjoying his best life, I think, but he has just stayed out of the, you know out of the fray, which I never thought he could do. But he has done, and that's a credit to him. Uh, Jerry, since your show is only an hour, we want more. Can we recommend podcasts that you like a lot? Sure, I love Matt Walsh. Uh, you can only listen to him when you're done with me. Although Matt Walsh is later in the day, for some reason he doesn't they don't post him till like late afternoon and he does great. He's very popular podcast to be much better for him. I don't want to, not that I have to tell him how to do his job if they posted it early, but he's great. He's got guts, man. He gets in trouble like almost every day. I like Dan Bongino. He's always good. Same thing. He brings it. Uh, sometimes Megan Kelly, my friend Tom Shattuck, of course. Uh, you know who I like now? Not every week, but uh, the Drunken Bill Maher podcast, which he does. Uh, it's Club not random. Yeah, it's not terrible. You know, some people because of Rogan, and so I, I always check to see if Rogan's got on, and I usually pass because I don't need four hours of some biophysicist or Neil Tyson deGrasse. But sometimes he has someone on I like. I listen, and uh, and he hooks me in on the weekends. It's got to be a weekend to do Rogan because it's so long. But because of his success, some people wanted to, you know, drink and smoke and have that whole casual atmosphere. Bill Maher, to his credit, he really drinks and smokes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he genuinely, by the end of his podcast, is slurring his words. He's like, I don't know what is, scotch or bourbon. And he'll have a guest on and the guests, he had Woody Harrelson, who was obviously smoking weed. He had Mark Cuban, who was drinking beer. And the guests will get buzzed too. Greg Gutfeld was on, but by the end of it, like it's it's terrible to be honest with you because he loses his his way and he forgets the, what he was talking about. He's got a joint going and he's got a glass of scotch and he gets wasted. But if he has a good guest, I like uh, I like uh, Bill Maher. But uh, if he doesn't, I just skip it. But uh, I don't know. Of course, Ironheads. What's your podcast called? My
2: podcast is called Very Good Show.
1: Very good show. VGS. Craig VGS. Yeah. You can check out his too. Yeah, do that. That'd be nice. Uh, do you miss having a co-host or do you prefer a solo show? I miss having a whole team. That's what you miss. You know, when you're on the radio, you got a co-host, you got producers, you got, you know, people who are you know, selling for you. They got PR people. Seven TVs it feels, going. It feels like a team. And sometimes you all, you know, feel like you're, you know, and you're competing in radio. I mean, you get weeklies. You get monthlies, you get quarterly ratings, and it's all there in black and white, and it feels like a like you're fighting for the win every day. I miss that juice without a doubt. And yes, I do miss a co-host uh, because I like having someone to fight with. Not necessarily someone to, to laugh with or giggle with or whatever or get along with. I like having co-hosts where you can actually debate, mix it up. Have you ever met John Kerry? And if so, did you ask him why his face looks like a melted candle? It really you really know, does. I don't think I must have seen him around, but I don't think I've actually met him. I don't think I, I've I've walked by his house many times in Beacon Hill, so I've never actually seen him. But uh, I, I'll give you a full report if I do, because uh, that face is fu- is scary, and 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 Kerry's pathetic. I mean, at some point he's seventy. Eight, I think now some point to just walk away instead of this frigging scam. He's running on the whole world yeah. and he's not doing it for the money. He's fabulously rich. He's married, you know, two, he's <laughs> married two wealthy women and he's made a fortune. He's doing it for the relevance. He's just a pathetic, hollow, shallow man really is a sad figure. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Jerry, I know you've tried this before,
2: but what about taking phone calls? That's up to Ironhead, you know, if he thinks he can handle it. Well, you can do it. I just, uh, it, it's always, he'll be talking then I'll put a thing on the screen that says we have a call <laughs> and he's into topics and then we miss it. And then the guy hangs up and it's All just right. like, hey, we'll,
1: play. we'll do it another day. We'll try to do this every week. We'll take comments. We'll take questions. Uh, uh let me see, go back. Any good Larry Bird stories? Oh, I love Larry Bird stories. That's, I didn't get this question, but someday, sometime I will on the best follows on Twitter. If you're not following super 70 sports, it's the best. And they have like, they have great Larry Bird stuff. They have a, he posts a video occasionally. If it's two minutes of great Larry Bird passes. Oh, yesterday he posted, it's, it's so good. And yesterday he posted a, a video of Larry Bird giving shooting lessons with Red Auerbach showing how to shoot. It's, it's from like, you know. Bird early in Bird's career, it's great. Super 70 sports, follow that. I have Bird stories. I once went out to, and had a few beers with Bird. It was surreal. And I'll just tell you this: the check came. He grabbed it. He paid and he tipped well. I know he has a reputation of being a cheapskate, but uh, that was one of the highlights of my professional career. Have you gotten rid of your gas stove yet? Uh, I have not. I never will. They're going to get it over my dead body. We're not giving up the gas though, but especially when the President's driving around in a seventy five car convoy. Uh, but anyway, we got to leave it there. Any good nonfiction books you'd recommend? Sure, there's lots of them. Uh, anything by Ann Coulter. She writes the best political books if you don't read her. and I'll give you hate her. She's funny. She's a great writer. Um Oh, I got so many. I'll do it. I'll do it next week. If you you like, if you
2: like the mob, go with Five Families by Selwyn Rob. Really good. Five Families by whom? Selwyn Rob. It's a a whole complete history of the mob from from its inception till about twenty fourteen. It's really good.
1: I'll do it next week. I got a whole stack of good nonfiction books, but uh, start with uh, you can start with Ann Coulter and and get to Christopher Hitchens and. uh, you know, who's got, who's got a couple of good non-fictions is Tucker Carlson. I don't know if you can believe that, but he's a good writer too. But anyway, we got to leave it there. Today, I'm on uh, Newsmax at 11.35 or 45 on uh, on on Newsmax. You can see me there and you can see this. I'm not sure why I'm telling you this if you're already watching, but our show from today will be on the Newsmax Rumble channel, which is getting great numbers, they tell us. So you can check us out on Rumble over the weekend, but, uh, we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening and commenting. Thank you. Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callie, and This is the Callahan show. Am and we I will talk to you again on Monday morning.
2: Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash
1: listen.